Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and talk rap about movies. Today we're going to be discussing Coco, the 2017 uh, film from Walt Disney Pictures and Pixar Animation, directed by Lee Unkrich. Um, this movie features a boy who wants to be a musician in a family that hates music, and uh, his journey to try to gain acceptance with his Latino family. Joining us on today's cast is Lindsay. Hello. And Cece. Hello. And I'm your host, Chris. We actually have a very, uh, ironically enough, we have a skeleton crew to discuss the movie with skeletons <laughs> in it. <clears throat> so, with that said, this movie gave me the biggest feels because even though I am not Mexican, it is a very, very Latino movie. And it's like, it was basically just like living my childhood again. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Did you not? I didn't dislike it but there were th- some pretty large things that i had trouble with okay before we get into those sure. let's, let's get a brief overview <laughs> cc what about you i love this movie i've watched it i think five times now okay with the exception of the reason that you watch it being our kids do you still actually enjoy this movie? <laughs> oh yeah because <laughs> it's one of those cases that you know i've watched other shows ten thousand times i hate them but <laughs> right you know what i mean so I guess in, in that regard, because Cece goes to bed later than I do, so she stays up longer with the kids, so they get to force her to watch more stuff than I do. <laughs> um, with that said, even though you've watched it 10,000 times, still good? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, I actually good. watched it Thursday, not knowing that we were going to watch it Friday, and then watched it Friday again. <laughs> just as good as, you know, clean as ever. Just as good as Thursday. <laughs> yeah, just as good as Thursday. <laughs> wow, so I'm glad you guys really liked it. Like, I, I, I really did. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the, the, the parts that you had issues so, with. For a movie about music, there was very little music in this movie. I agree. I believe the total count was about three different songs that just kept getting played over and over. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, this kid, if music is his passion, and it's a Disney movie, why, why, why is there no music? Like, I, it, are there no... It, See, and then my brain started going weird. Is there no music in Pixar movies? Holy hell. No, I don't think there is. I think there's. if there is, it's limited. It's all background. Because Jesus Christ. Okay, so you know what you just did to me? Effed with your worldview? Yeah, kind of, because this is like that episode in Big Bang Theory where Amy <laughs> tells Sheldon that Indiana Jones is not needed in Temple of Doom, that whether he's involved or not, the Nazis are still going to get the... Uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Jesus Christ, the whatever I can't what are they trying to the get? I can't remember. Box thing yeah, about. everybody knows what we're talking about. And they're still gonna die and melt their faces off, whether Indy's involved or not. You just kinda did the same thing. Um <laughs> movie about music with barely any music. Pixar movies don't have Yeah, no. No, I'm Toy thinking... Story, Monsters, um, The Good Dinosaur, Bugs Life, Ratatouille. They have a few Finding songs Nemo. here and there, but the majority no, not really. Their majority is the brave background. Cars, Wally, Up, Inside I guess Out. This is the closest thing to a musical they've done. I, at Lama, this point. I always just in my head, all Disney movies are musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lama is <laughs> about the only Pixar movie that I see that it was actually they were singing. Yeah, but Lava was a short, if I remember correctly, it was. wasn't it? It is a it short. Was. It's a story about the island that was very lonely, mm-hmm. and then another island. Yeah. That one was a, a pure song the entire through and through. The whole story was a song, but mm-hmm. I think that... That was just a short. The, yeah, they're shorts. Their shorts are musical. 
Now that I think about it. Not all of them, but there is... There's, there are a lot more musical in terms of there's a lot more songs, but yeah, there's not a very big variety. There's not... Mm-hmm. Holy crap, you just destroyed my... Jeez. <laughs> like, okay. But, but see, I didn't... I didn't. I mean, I literally just Googled it because as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, wait, is that true? Because I just thought of it. Really yeah. Right now. yeah, it's about right. I mean, I'm seeing like one... Out of the music, out of the movies that actually sing, like mm-hmm. the Disney movies do, I'm looking at just, and maybe a handful of them mm-hmm. where the person is actually singing. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I think. So that was my first problem with it now that I've destroyed your worldview. Yeah, kind um, of. My second problem, uh, I was a little disappointed by the lack of Spanish. And I almost really wanted um i wanted the whole movie to be in spanish and give me some english subtitles interesting why just because, to be more in you know because it was surrounded? so there was so much latin culture in it so much mexican culture so much um vibrancy and life that i associate with that culture yeah and I also associate the Spanish language with their culture as well. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, to have, you know, Abuelito and all that stuff just peppered in every once in a while was just super disappointing. I mean, I, I can see that. There was a, there was a little but... bit of stuff towards the end, but not that much. Yeah. I kind of understand what they did in English. I mean, not not very many kids... Can read subtitles or can True. keep up and with them. I, so. I completely understand that, but I, I almost feel like I wanted two different versions of this movie. I want to see the Spanish version of this movie. Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure subtitles. we could find the Spanish version of the movie <laughs> yeah. at some point. I think honestly, I think I'd enjoy it better. Watch it be terrible in Spanish. Right? I know, really. because that that's one thing that yeah, you guys have never really had to experience is watching two films in two different languages. And seeing how butchered it is. But you know what? In comparison, I would, I would almost be willing to bet that the because they hired all Spanish actors. Yep. They probably had the voice actors do an entire other recording in Spanish. I wouldn't be surprised. It's actually something that you know. I'm gonna look it up while while we kind of keep talking about it. But yeah, I mean, that would be my fear. My fear would be that the that the Spanish version would not be as good, only because. And yes, this this one may be unique because of the actors right. cast in it, but I've seen movies in the past where the language has changed around so much that it's not even the same story. Yeah. Even though you're watching the exact same scenes, yeah. like the story as a whole kind of changes. So it's kind of an interesting take, and now I'm really curious, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious. Why are you going to show up in here in my podcast episode I mean... with like logic and stuff? I don't know. I thought we were supposed to tear things apart. <laughs> You're doing very good at this one. You guys both are over the moon about a movie that I was eh about, so I figured I'd tell you why. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's why good. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that it's perfect either. It's it's an enjoyable family flick, in my opinion. Right. Um, mostly because we've watched it with our kids, and they love the movie. Um, they quote the movie. <laughs> Joshua points at the TV and stuff, so you know it, it's it brings us a different level of enjoyment to it right. as well. So we we kind of have we're looking at it through the eyes of we have children and they love this movie and we get quiet time for like <laughs> two hours, um, hour and fifty nine minutes, no thirty four minutes. <laughs> but who's counting, right? Yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. But 
Apparently, going back to the the Spanish, reading something from uh, Remescla.com, they are stating that the Spanish dub of Pixar's Coco is even better than the original. And this was by uh, somebody from my country, Colombia. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, so you know what? We sh- we It's a shame that we didn't think about it and yeah, we could have tried to find the Spanish version. Well, if you can find a Spanish version, I will absolutely rewatch it. That'd be sweet. We probably should just and for maybe fun. I can, maybe mm-hmm. I can get on your, your level with the love. <laughs> See, to me, it was just, I love the colors. It was very oh, bright. Oh like God. that, that could not be denied. And to this day, I've yet to be disappointed with a Pixar film. This is also true. You know, they, their level of quality is always very high. Even the bad movies or the man movies are still really good movies overall. So yeah. it was beautifully shot. I liked the three songs that they had in it. <laughs> but yes, I do agree that it would have been nicer to have more. And I do like the struggle of, like I said, this was very Latin to me. Like the grandmother, like mm-hmm. those are my grandparents. Yeah. Like to a T. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, you know, especially my grandmother from Colombia, Mito, like her, and that's what we call her. Her name is not grandma. Her name's not, her name is Mito. That's not even her real name. <laughs> Funny enough, translated in, into English, Mito means myth. I don't know why. Her name is myth. My dad apparently came up with it when he was a child and it just stuck. Interesting. So we still call her Mito, but she used to be like, you know, this is your house, but I run it. <laughs> like she would come visit and it would be like either what grandma said or what grandma said. And don't you dare try to not make it what grandma said. You know, she would come up to me and like I would get in trouble and she would be like, don't worry, mijo. Your dad is my son. He'll get in trouble with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like, especially that that scene where she's like, do you want more tamales? And she's, he's like, no, no, thank you. And she looks at him like, do you want more tamales? Yeah. It's like, that has happened in my family. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it was, it's it just... But you know what's interesting know. is is how similar that is to having grown up with a southern family. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Because, now, my grandmother wasn't quite to that extreme, but she had a sister who was. My Aunt Beanne, not her real full name it was b period hey my grandma's name myth all right yeah um she was that way it was you will do this thing you you will eat the food that i put on your plate i don't care if you don't like it it got made it's for you it's going on your plate you will eat your plate you will eat everything on your plate and you are not allowed to move until it's all gone does she ever give you the whole this is not a restaurant yeah oh yeah oh yeah and it was, we'd have all these giant family reunions, and because my grandma was the youngest of eight, and then Bianne herself had like oh. nine. Wow. Yeah, so there were, I've got hundreds of cousins, on, and on my dad's side too, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but we'd go to these family reunions, and each head of the family, so each one of my grandmother's brothers and sisters, would host dinner and cook for the whole family. Wow. And so they'd spend the whole afternoon and evening cooking for like a hundred people. Sheesh. And we'd go to, we'd have all these, um, they bought a bunch of timeshares together. <clears throat> and then every year we'd go, cause timeshares, I don't know if they still do it this way, but back in the day it was, you bought the timeshare at like the Florida resort. Yeah. But they've also got a resort in like Nashville. So you time, you can transfer, quote unquote, transfer your timeshare to Nashville. So we'd go to Nashville for a week and then we'd go out to Williamsburg, what, uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Or North Carolina. Virginia? Shh, 
Sorry, everybody. I, I, I don't even know. Um, it's up by Yorktown and Jamestown, and uh, we're one of the first colonies where everybody died. And it's a big old mystery. Anyway, um, I think that was Yorktown. God, I'm, oh, God. I'm so sorry. This is going to drive you crazy. No, I feel really bad because there's like a whole lot of personal history around that place. Uh, I think it was Virginia. Um, yes, Virginia. Yes, Virginia. Yorktown, Virginia. I just looked it up for you. Yeah, thank you. You're no, welcome. because I... Never mind. Um, no, but we'd go from timeshare to timeshare, and we traveled all over the South, every a new place every summer. And so because we'd have these timeshares, and you have 100 people, you can't all fit in one little condo. Not at all. So, like, <laughs> you'd be told what time dinner was. You were expected to show up and grab a plate, and then you'd just kind of disperse amongst out into the resort somewhere. <laughs> Like, you had, you'd cram as many people as you could into the main room, but, like, the kids, kids never wanted to hang out with the adults, so we'd always go take our food to the pool. And all the kids would run around and play together, and we'd eat our food by the pool, or in the kids' rooms, where we'd, like, have our games and everything, because, you know, it's the mid-80s, and you don't travel with your computer consoles. And... <laughs> yeah, she went outdoors. Yeah. You saw the But we sun. had that same kind of thing, where, you know, the grandparents were in charge, and that's just how it was. I don't care how old you are, you're not too old to get spanked. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, much. Because yeah. that was always the mentality. It was always, <clears throat> it, it almost made it feel, and not so much in my family, but in Latin families in general, it almost makes it feel that you're not truly the head of your house until you are a grandparent. Oh, yeah. Because then you're old, senile, and good luck trying to change your mind. So we have this like unspoken thing in my family, and I doubt any of my family listens to this, so I'm not even going to bother <clears throat> pretending like I'm gonna hide this <laughs> there's an unspoken thing where if you are not married you do not have to bring something to dinner really i don't know how it happened but i noticed it at a couple probably like 10 years ago only the folks who are <clears throat> married are asked to bring something and i don't know why that is but like interesting i've been an adult now for a very long time and i've never once been asked to, to bring, bring rolls or tea or whatever it is that we're, you know, gathering together. Yeah. Not once. But my cousin, who was married, hey, can you bring the coleslaw? Sure. I don't know why. It, it's completely unspoken. No idea why it happens that way. That if your family does listen to this, you might have just lost that privilege. What? Well, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never bothered me. I just, you know... <clears throat> I'll contribute, just nobody ever asked. Do you want me to bring anything? Oh, no, no, no. Hey, could you bring that? I'd just offer it. I don't know. That's funny. That's hilarious. I don't know. Like I said, this movie just kind of hit me really hard because of the culture. Even though I'm not Mexican, there's a lot of just Latin overall. And also because of the whole being a musician. Yeah. I've, I've been a musician since I was two years old. And don't get me wrong, my parents did support me in it. But there did come a point in my life where... We, like, I had a band, and we started to, like, gain, you know, recognition and stuff, and it got to a point where we were being offered record deals and stuff, and that's when I came to find out, that's when my parents were somehow, magically, after 20 years of me doing music, no longer okay with it, and were praying to the gods above and the santos and all these things, so that I would not be able to do music the rest of my life. And it became a whole, like, trying to justify why I wanted to make music a career and all this stuff. So, like, that part of it I kind of connected with, even though it wasn't exactly the same. But 
And here's here's the other kicker too that I connected to. This is a personal story, but <clears throat> the whole feud of multiple, like five or six generations down <laughs> from when the guy left, mm-hmm. and they're still not listening to music. Yeah. Latin feuds are exactly like that. <laughs> Let me tell you the story about myth. <laughs> not even saying her name is Spanish. Let me tell you the story about Mito. So Mito, <clears throat> when she was. I want to say 12 or something. Between 12 and 14, went over to her sister's house and she was doing the dishes after dinner and she accidentally broke a dish, a dish, one dish, only one. (laughs) She immediately picked up the dish, threw it away in the garbage, packed up her shit and left. Did not see, talk to her sister or anything for 62 years. Over. Over a dish. Yes. Over a dish. Because her sister broke the dish. Because, no, no, because my grandmother broke her sister's dish. Oh. So my grandmother, so that she wouldn't have to deal with her sister, like, being mad about it, le- packed up and left and did not see her sister for 62 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Welcome to how stubborn my family can be. No, I mean, that's, like, legitimately <clears throat> crazy. I know. I'm aware. I met her. I was there the day they rekindled. Funny enough, after my dad did some research or something, realized we had family down in South Florida. So at the time, we were living in Miami. I was living in Miami. And um, we drove up like two and a half hours to go meet her sister. I don't even remember where she was. Somewhere around Jupiter or something like that. Yeah. Um, around there. And we drove up just so they could like meet and that, and I found out, like, at one point, her sister goes, so why did you leave? Why has it been so long? Oh, because there was that dish, remember? And I washed it, and I broke it, and I didn't want to hear you yelling at me, so I left. Your face is priceless right now. That's because I don't get it. I don't either. Like, even if she was mad, like, who? it's a dish. That's what I'm saying. It's not like you spent the family fortune on that dish. It's not that- like... You know, it was from the 14th century and, you know... I think it has something to do with my what my grandmother lived with like and how she grew up. Like, my dad, like, when he was a child, he was dirt poor. And by dirt poor, I mean, like, he had no floor in his house. Like, it was just dirt. Literally like that, dirt. Yeah, like, literal dirt. Like, that's how poor they were. So, I'm thinking it was because she was poor and stuff. Breaking a dish was a, quote-unquote, much bigger deal. But not enough for a 62-year absence. But that goes to show you just how long Latin grandmothers can hold on to something petty. And like I said, this movie just was like a lot of my life. And I was just like, this this hits me on so many levels. (laughs) Plus, it's beautiful and super colorful, so you can't complain. Yeah, I, I really did like the colors. I liked... So the part that kind of did get me in... In my feels, as it were. Um, Was the idea that there are these souls who have no one to put their picture up. Oh my god, yeah. That was super depressing. Mm -hmm. Because I, while I don't necessarily fear the act of dying, I don't want to be that person in a nursing home dying alone because there's nobody left. Mm-hmm. You know, I that just that's what terrifies me is that all my family will be gone. I'm going to be the only one that's left and I'm going to be in some home because I can't take care of myself. 
and I'm gonna die with nobody remembering who I am or, you know, being there with me. That's the fear, not the actual act of dying. Because mm-hmm. once you're dead, you're dead, and you know yeah. whatever happens happens. <laughs> like I don't. Once I'm dead, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> Obviously, I won't know until I'm dead. But you know, yeah. I mean that. You know, not having actual breathing life like tomorrow. Uh, okay, what am I gonna do about it? You know what I mean? What am I gonna do? Be pissed? <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that part did get me too, um, and they did it beautifully too. They 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 made it. They put it in a way where it was painful, but not. Yeah. You know, they send the guy off with a song. It was a very somber mm-hmm. event, and he was just begging him to sing something uh, for him, and that that's the way he went out. He went out mm-hmm. in peace, and it was a beautiful sort of ending or reintegration I didn't or final death, that, though, because. So at the end, the guy disappears because they didn't get his photo there on time. But then at the very end, he's there. So how does that work? Well, no, he didn't disintegrate. I thought he did. No, he was... He um, was starting to. He was starting to. She was beginning to forget here and there. So she No, but I, I could have sworn there was that whole scene on the balcony where he gets... Uh, Right after Coco comes back from being thrown off. That's not Coco, by the way. That's Miguel. Whatever. When Miguel gets <laughs> thrown off. Um, and he's talking to his grandfather, who's lying there, essentially dying for the second time. And I thought the grandfather actually died. You yeah, know, when you see him lying down, he goes, go home, mijo. Yeah. The grandmother, who's holding his hand, touch him with the flower. So what you see disintegrating is actually Miguel being transported back to the world of the living. You never actually see him disintegrate. Okay, so... But he is in the process of. So I guess my other thought was that you had to get his picture on the altar before sunrise, which didn't happen. You had to get the picture uh, before sunrise so he could cross over. So he could walk there. So, but... Oh, but he didn't die just, because, because him Coco singing the song okay. made Coco remember her father. That's where I got so that's the reason why he didn't die. The, at the very end, it's actually one year after the fact. Well, no, I I got that part. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, no. I, what I was I was confused because I I guess I forgot that it was the Coco remembering not getting the picture. The yeah. background that was the thing. It yeah. was the remembering that that saves him. The, whether the picture is there or not doesn't matter. It just means he can't go visit the living right. world. But he won't die because of it. Um, but it was it was a very sweet movie. I like the fact that after all the years and after all the generations without music, Coco essentially still forgives her father, you know? Yeah. And remembers him very fondly and remembers the song. And because well, she got all the letters and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also love the fact that the murderer was caught and everybody realized that he was a piece of shit. And giving credit to the the artist who actually deserved it at the end mm-hmm. it was very nice. I mean, it was just it was a feel good film for me. You know, it was. I've always also had a fascination with skulls, yeah. And even though I don't feel the same way that the Mexican culture culture feels about their Day of the Dead, I think it's a very neat concept. Right. That it's a very specific Mexican thing. Like it doesn't really translate to other. Um, areas or other Latin cultures that well, really. 
the majority of people who do Dia de los Muertos are Mexican people. Mm-hmm. But it's such a beautiful and somber event all at the same time. Right. And I've always just been fascinated by the event. But everything is colorful. Everything is beautiful. Everything is just... It's a much nicer way of looking at death than other yeah. cultures, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of why I liked it. Uh, and, and that's kind of why I enjoyed it. It, mm-hmm. it makes it... It makes death really not be a matter of really caring. It's just, yeah, no, they'll be back. We just got to put their picture up. Yeah. You know? So, oh, that that's the reason why I enjoyed it. It's a shame that you didn't enjoy it more. For some reason, I thought you were going to love it. I thought I was, too. I just... I, I didn't, like I'm saying, I didn't dislike it. I did like it. I just... Yeah, it's just Not wasn't. as much as what I w- thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I'm slightly surprised, but I guess in the end of it... You were expecting more of a musical than what I we mean, got, too. He, he, yeah. And when, when you mentioned that, it makes me kind of second guess the whole thing, too, because <laughs> you're right. There were only three songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, too, it necessary. I mean, it was more about him trying and get his family blessing. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, and I, I mean, I understand that. I just. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't even really hear him sing. We didn't hear that kid sing until he was with the guy he thought it was his father, which was like... Well, there was a point... Two-thirds of the way through the movie. There was one point that he's up in the attic, or whatever the case is, that he's singing. And to this day, I still don't know if it's him that is singing, or if it was... I think it's the video. TV, yeah. Yeah, and he was just... I, I mean, he was playing along with it, which showed that he did have skill... Because that wasn't exactly easy to play, mm-hmm. but yeah, we didn't even hear him sing until until like two thirds of the way through the movie. Yep. Just, so started singing Polo Loco. I guess. See, my biggest. So now that I've basically spewed my love for this movie, I'll tell you the <laughs> one thing that does bug me still. What's that? How he ended up in the world of the dead. He ended up because he quote unquote stole this guitar. However, the guitar that is stole really did belong to his grandfather, so it should have been passed down to him anyway. He was just kind of recuperating what realistically was his. He grabs and he steals it. That's how he ends up there in the first the first time. Somehow, when he gets sent back, he grabs it again, goes back again for stealing the guitar again. At the end, he takes it and it has no issues. So, like, how is that determined? How is that policed? You know what I mean? Like. Because when he took it the first two times, he didn't. He did it with the understanding that I am stealing this guitar that does not belong to me. Or my so family. you think it's completely based on his intent and his definition of what the, the issue was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, because the with that, time. but with that, then I pose this problem, and this is why I this is why I find this to be the most annoying part or the plot hole, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is. If it's based on his mentality and he did it, you know, in the thought of stealing and he considered it stealing, the very first time he takes it, he's under the impression, wait, no, that's my grandfather's, which is accurate. I'm sure my grandfather would want me to have it, which is accurate. So I don't feel like he had the thought of No, he still had the thought about it because he kind of mentioned it. At one point, he's like, I'm just going to borrow this and then I'm going to bring it back. And the way that he says that it's still kind of like I'm still kind of stealing and stuff like so that. you're saying that it was more of him trying to fool himself than yep. it was him actually feeling that way. Yep. 
Because okay. he's still... I mean, technically, the guitar belongs to the dad. Well, whatever the his name is. The great-grandfather. And he is borrowing it so that he can go play, but in, in actuality, he is stealing it because it belongs in that resting place. Yes, it should have been passed along mm-hmm. to him because that's what parents would do. See, what you just said is the is one of the logic things that I had trouble with. Okay, shoot. So... These are his great great grandparents. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, yes. Okay. But there are movies of this guy. I don't think this kid is old enough to have great great grandparents who were alive in the fi- who were that old in the fifties. <laughs> because my great grandparents lived until the late eighties. Hmm. So my great great grandparents were, I think, passed away by the sixties. Did they ever give it what year it was no, when it started? No, but TV didn't exist at a certain point in history. Yeah. So if my great great grandparents died in the sixties, I guess that's. But they were in their eighties when they died. So I guess it's possible. I think it's. I had problems with that timeline. I think it's plausible if everybody because they don't expect people to think of the timeline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, I mean, my father used to watch TV when he was around ten or twelve. Yeah, by kids. by, like looking through other people's windows. Right. <laughs> so, but how old is your dad? My dad right now is sixty-one. Okay. I want to say sixty-two. Yeah, he's right around my parents' age. Something around so that. So he was born in the early 50s? Yeah, he was in 55. No, 50... Yeah, 55. Okay. He was born in 1955. Um, so he'll be... So he's 63. Yeah. So he just turned 63 in February. So, like I said, he was around 10 or 12. So I, I, it's kind of plausible, you know? Because it also, too, is, depends on how... You know, how long they live, too. I, I mean, mean, he had Coco. a VCR, so him having a VCR, too, that puts him on between the late 80s to mid-90s. This kid? Miguel? Yeah. But it's Miguel. also a third world country, too. Uh, or Mexico. Uh, yeah, no, actually, remember, we, we've yeah, actually talked no. about this before, where yeah, with, uh, I've missed a lot of stuff, because when I moved from, you know, yeah. moved into the I U.S. It, it's just, it feels, it felt weird. It felt I like get, the age gap wasn't it felt appropriate. Like, no, it felt like these should be hit, like his three great grandparents, not two. All right, it just felt like well because his because uh, his grandma was the one woman, and then Coco was his great grandmother, right? And then her parents would be the great great, right? And it's black and because it was in black and white, which would have been anything mm-hmm. from sixty-ish back. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's. Because my grandmother, she passed, well, Joshua's, how old? Um, two and a half. Two and a half. So roughly about three years ago. <laughs> so, and she passed when she was 90. And then my grandmother, my great-grandmother passed when I was eight. Welcome to Control C, the podcast where we do weird <laughs> math. 
<laughs> we'll just call it death math. That yeah, sounds a little bit death more exciting. Math. That sounds like more hardcore. We're, welcome to Control C, where we do death math. <laughs> on this on this episode of Control C, we figure out how old your grandparents must have been for you to be Miguel. <laughs> so. One of the few things that I want to share, I found some trivia which I found pretty interesting, and I want to share share a couple of them. Um, as usual with every Pixar movie, um, oh sweet, I didn't mess up the word. Um, with every Pixar film, I know I pointed out to myself because it drives me nuts since you guys pointed it out. Um, There's another one if you want to know about no, it. No, I don't. I really, really don't. Tell me later. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> I hate you both. Um, <laughs> as with we'll every, tell Billy as, in a little bit. As with every Pixar film. There's cameos everywhere. Oh, so apparently yes. when he's running down, you see Buzz Lightyear, you see Woody, you see Mike Wazowski, you see uh, really? Destiny, the whale shark, uh, you see Mr. Ray, and there's apparently others that are hidden. Really? I didn't see any of those. I I'm going to have to watch it again now. When Miguel is walking down the streets at the beginning of the film, you can spot uh, pinatas with the different characters. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't looking at any of that. I was looking oh, at Miguel. Yep. Well, that's part of the beautiful thing about... Pixar films where they put little Easter eggs that you have to look for. So I I really want to go back and do that. So, um, there's a really great book that I had to read for work. Um, well, I didn't have to read it, but it was the one I chose. So I was always, (laughs) no, seriously, because I was requested to start reading more books about leadership. Yeah. So there's one called Creativity, Inc., and it's about the dude that started Pixar. Oh, cool. And he, t- he talks about leadership, but in the context of making the original, like starting the company, making the original uh, Toy Story and that sort of thing. Interesting. So it, it blends the two together with enough pop culture history to keep you interested, <laughs> to keep me interested. I think you'd like that one. It actually sounds like it's up my alley. And I, and mm-hmm. I, you're going to have to send me the name so I can check it out. Yep. But, um... Another interesting thing that I found is apparently the film um, was first shown in Mexico three and a half weeks before it opened, and it actually it actually surpassed the gross numbers from the opening of the original Avengers in twenty twelve. Wow! Wow! That's how many people saw it uh, saw it in theaters in China. And here's the other part that kind of made me that was an interesting tidbit. Apparently, the film um, has themes that are banned in China. You know, China is very Communists. Um, I wasn't going to use that word, but yeah. Well, I mean, they are. <laughs> yeah, no, but they control media a lot. Yeah, yeah. Anything that gets in, they're very, they're very particular about what media is shown to its citizens and stuff. So apparently, there are certain themes themes within the film that they would never allow. But the Chinese censor board was reportedly so touched by the overall message of the film that they actually allowed it to play as is. Wow! So they had to, they didn't have to make any special edits of it. Do you know, do you have a list of what those, because now I'm just kind of curious. Sadly, no, I haven't been able to see, but they, I know that they have things, they have problems with violence, for example, so they they can't show certain types of violence. Um, I know that, like, for example, with video games, if if you're looking at a video game like Mortal Kombat, for example, Mm -hmm. they don't want to see blood. You know what I mean? Like, there can't be blood. It can, that's how video games in the past would have, like, sweat, like fighting games. Mm-hmm. You see, like, sweat falling off of the fighters. That was really blood that they just rendered a different color so they wouldn't have to really do much. <laughs> you know, things of that nature. Yeah. So they do have certain things that 
um, they will not allow. But apparently, the the film was so great to them that they just let it fly. I mean, you have some very legit issues with it but i think overall it was an enjoyable film mm-hmm. yeah, so i mean with that said and because we have a skeleton crew <laughs> today um of course i'm sure this episode would be slightly shorter than the rest but with that said i kind of want to go into ratings um we'll start with me and cc since you had a different one or we'll, we'll do a sandwich there you go i, I heard of this Ooh. technique where you do a compliment sandwich oh, where you start with a good gross. thing you do a bad thing and then you, <laughs> <laughs> so in the spirit of that, <laughs> Cece, what would you rate it? Totally different sandwich. Um, oh, God. I'm going to go with... Um, darn it, now I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'm going to with um, five spirit dogs. Five spirit dogs? Okay. Because yeah. he was so cute. <laughs> he was pretty cute. <laughs> the dog was awesome. <laughs> I love that, that that was his only friend. The the street dog that has freaking zany as hell it turns out to be a spirit animal at the end. All right, Lindsay. I'm gonna go with uh, three out of five pinatas. Okay. I'm gonna go with four caravelas. What's Chris? a caravela? Skulls. Okay. <laughs> so thanks, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, and I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm sad that you didn't get to enjoy it as much as you hoped. But if I find the Spanish version, we'll sit down and watch it just for funsies. Sure. And then if this episode has aired, then we'll leave it alone. If it hasn't aired, then maybe we'll add something at the end. We'll see. <laughs> Time will tell. So any closing any closing thoughts? Anything that you you want to say about the film? <laughs> anything you want to warn people about? It had lots of little one liners and stuff like <clears throat> that that were just hilarious what do you mean well you know the one that um they're in the clerk's office and he sneezes he goes i have terrible allergies miguel's like but dante doesn't have any hair he goes the clerk goes and, and yet, i don't have a nose and here we are and yet here we are it was it did have its moments i also love the fact that throughout the entire thing spoilers he was looking for his grandfather but he had him all along Mm-hmm. So that was great. All right. So as I mentioned, because it is a shorter crew and stuff, the episode is going to naturally be a little bit shorter than usual. But at the end of the day, go check out Coco. You heard the, the, the bad things about it. You've heard the good things about it. And even then, overall, still a pretty good film. Still recommend it. So go check it out. Make sure to let us know what you think on this episode if you've checked it out. And we can discuss it on our Facebook uh, page. So thank you to our cast for joining us today, Lindsay. Have a good day. Cece. Adios. And as you can see, if you're here in the background, Billy just joined the show at the end of this episode. Perfect timing, motherfuckers. Perfect timing. All right, so everybody. My mic set up and shit. Remember remember to check us out every Monday on podcast services around the world. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on on those services so you get the episode directly to you. Uh, You can check us out on social media everywhere just by uh, searching Control C or Geek and Cast. And uh, see you guys next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios. Hasta luego. I would do a grito if I could do a grito. Billy, do a grito. Bye. (laughs) That's not what I meant. (laughs) 